Hello there, I'm John Sadiq, and welcome to Season 2 of the Living Authentically podcast. Each month, we're going to be talking to amazing people from around the world who are actively living their lives with more authenticity, meaning and grace. If you'd like to know more about the work we do through Authentic Living, our meditations, retreats, transformative journaling sessions and so on, please visit www.authenticliving.life or if you'd like to support our work and this podcast or take part in our online and live streaming sessions please take a look at www.patreon.com slash authentic living bless you and welcome Well, hello and welcome to the Authentic Living Podcast. I'm John Sadiq and um, it's lovely to be back for a second season. I wasn't sure we were going to do another one, but um, it turns out that uh, the, the time is right and um, yeah, and things have kind of moved on in, in, in kind of lovely ways. And this, this second season is going to be all interview based. So rather than just hearing kind of lots from me, you'll get to meet some incredible people who are doing things in very interesting ways, living more authentically in their own lives and and trying to bring something to the world through the work that they do and the way that the ways that they live. And right now I'm sitting by the Ganges in Rishikesh in India and um, it's heading towards sunset. And probably just about a week ago, I was complaining uh, about the pain in my back because I suffer terribly with back pain. And there is actually... Um, a physiotherapist here but if you go and see her she causes you more pain than the actual pain that you have so I didn't really want to do that I just offered a little prayer to the heavens and I'm sitting at my favorite chai stall in the middle of the town and there's these three people sitting opposite me now I don't know whether you believe in manifesting manifestation and kind of um, you know letting prayers go through your heart but uh, you know just like you do in Rishikesh you just say oh hello what are you doing here and it turns out that I'm sitting in front of hear no evil, speak no evil, uh, no, <laughs> uh, three American chiropractors sitting opposite me. And uh, they happen to be Dr. Navit Zuckerman, Dr. Gary Wilson, and Dr. Miriam Hashimi. Miriam can't join us today, she's a wee bit poorly, but I got Navit and Gary to join us. Um, and I just want to kind of hand the mic to them really, and for them to share their incredible story with you because they're doing something really interesting. I'll start with you, Navit. What are three chiropractors doing in India? Uh, um, so we originally came here on a slew of mission trips. Um, each one is kind of organized in a different manner and they're all over India. And uh, we did one in November and we just finished one um, a couple of days ago uh, locally nearby Rishikesh. And then we have another one at the end of January in Mumbai. Um, and so these are just mission trips of all different kinds where we're trying to basically serve as much chiropractic as we can to people in need who normally don't have access to that kind of thing here in India as there are only six chiropractors I believe in India um, and to really help them learn how to listen to their bodies a little bit more and to uh, listen to people around them a little bit more and give them a little bit of space in their lives and in their minds maybe so um, that's basically what brought us here in the first place yeah yeah and how about you Gary what how did you come on board with this 
Oh, I just let her do everything. <laughs> I just follow along. No, um, I mean, we both, um, I think the three of us, we all like to travel a lot, and uh, we had been planning this trip out for a while, and we wanted to, we have this skill, this thing that we all um, do as a profession, and it's something that we can carry along with us. So if you're the kind of person who has gypsy blood in you, like we do, um, and you have the skill, it's it's a pretty awesome thing to bring along. I think the, the biggest pain is that you have to haul the table along with you. Um, we figured out a pretty good way of doing that with a nice little wheelie cart. Um, and it's been amazing, you know. We, we didn't think at first that we were going to be able to do this, like, in between the mission trips, but um, it's been really inspiring and something that we're more motivated to do. Like, in between these, we're setting up all these little these little clinics along the way. So this one that we have in Rishikesh here is called the... Uh, is it the Ganga View Rooftop Chiropractic Clinic, um, <laughs> which we've had open this week um, in its first week, and it's, it was very successful. And um, you know, we 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 thought we were gonna come here and take a yoga intensive and Ayurvedic cooking class and go hiking in the waterfalls, and we haven't done any of those things yet. But we have this clinic. We still plan on doing some of those things, but. Um, you know, it just turned into this thing where our work is really intertwined with our travel, and that's been um, uh, intentional mostly, but also somewhat unintentional. It's kind of just becoming this organic thing that's happening, and um, it's great. It's really inspirational uh, for us, and it's it's really inspirational for the people we're taking care of too. So wonderful. Well, I've been the the, the beneficiary of your wonderful rooftop clinic, and. Uh, I'm so grateful to you, I have to say. And I've not had to visit the incredibly painful uh, physiotherapist uh, who uses sticks. And because uh, I, I went to her for a couple of weeks last year, and um, it, it works, it works, but my God, it's ancient torture devices, you know? Um, I just wanted to say for, for those listening uh, that we're in India, so you can probably hear somebody sweeping in the background because uh, we can. And uh, there's some arty going on, uh, sort of singing the names of God somewhere going on down the river. Uh, at some point, there'll be some weird dog barking, cars hooting, all sorts. So you kind of, people get this idea about India that, um, that somehow you come away and it's kind of this sacred, peaceful place. But actually, it's just everything in your face all of the time. <laughs> and you actually have to meet yourself truly. And that's when you start finding out who you are. You know, so in a minute, I want to kind of talk to you about your experiences of India, but something I'd love to pick up on is you both use this word mission. Now, uh, coming from Britain, if somebody uses the word mission, you, you kind of think, hang on a minute, you know, they're going to start selling me God in a minute. They're going to, you know, where are the little black squares, you know, Elder Gary, you know, <laughs> Elder Navit <laughs> kind of thing. You know, um, you don't mean that, though, do you? Uh, no, by mission we mean service, and yeah. mission is more of a, an intentional kind of thing. We have a mission to serve these people, um, and a mission to give them chiropractic, and a mission to help them be healthier and more comfortable in their bodies, and um, learn a little bit more about themselves. Um, so, yeah, there's no religious affiliation or anything like that. Um, it's merely just a way to connect and give back and help others connect to themselves and hopefully give back eventually you know domino effect kind of type thing um 
but yeah, so I hope that answers the question. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> no, it's really wonderful. But okay. I'll come to you, Gary, in that I think in the UK, we don't have the idea of service. This is something uh, with, with my American friends, I hear this word a lot. You know, I, 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 the, it's, it's still their work, but there's a... I mean, people have really strange ideas about what America is now, I think. And America is a very interesting kind of um, proposition to the world at the moment. Um, and so I don't think we get to see the best of you mm. a lot of the time now. But I've always known, fortunately, from being a traveler too, that, that you always get the best and the worst wherever you go, you know. And, but this idea of service is is quite unusual and this kind of idea of sort of philanthropy as part of your work and being kind of a natural part of your work how how does that sort of manifest for you how does it manifest for me yeah. can you can you ask that question well, what, what, in a way what does service mean for you you know where's this idea of service come from you is it in your family values has it been in your schooling is it uh well whilst you say you know it may not be a um a religious thing mm -hmm. when I talked to you the other day you definitely said it came from inside yeah, yeah. you know something speaking through you where, where, where's this urge sort of coming from uh, for you um, I think it comes from deep within I mean I think I think I was fortunate enough to be raised in a family where my mom hugged me a lot and taught me to love people um, I, I think it's an important part of loving though um, uh, I would like to think that I I incubate that within myself as part of my spiritual practice but um, I feel kind of fortunate that it's innately in me a little bit um, I, I, I think that the greatest gift that you can give to other people is that of service and that's why I've chosen this profession um, and I think the greatest gift you can give yourself is, is serving other people. Um, and that's also why I've chosen this profession. Um, and I think it's something to think about a lot. I think, I think that there's so many people in the world and people have so many things. Um, why not serve your fellow brother or sister? Um, you know, we, we live in a very material world that I know in our country um, and people are very, um, they're very selfish, um, and we need we need more self selfless people, um, and and so I, I cultivate that awareness around that um, actively and voluntarily, and um, sew that in with the fact that it's kind of part of my character too, and and um, you know, you hope that maybe in serving others you might you you might influence someone else to serve somebody else and. Not not with an expectation, but just just maybe it'll happen. So, yeah. yeah. What I really love as well is that, you know, we might have an idea that service is kind of something that you have to kind of add on to yourself, but really it kind of comes through what you are already doing. It's finding a way to be your unique expression of life, not to add anything to that, but to find that kind of dimension within it, which I think is, is really, really beautiful. You know, incredible. Yeah, very inspiring. Really inspiring. Yeah. Um, so, what about your impressions of India then? I think is it your sec it's Navit your second time, isn't yeah, it? And uh, here, here goes the arty now. So, um, <laughs> thank you for being very patient with the noises <laughs> you will hear on this recording. Um, 
background. It's great, yeah. isn't it? It's fantastic. It's very cultural yeah. podcast. It's a, this is a very cultural podcast. I'm sorry that <laughs> ne- next episode will be recorded in uh, darkest Yorkshire, where it's now t- it's momentarily two degrees and freezing. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, people. Um, what was I going to ask you? Yeah, your impressions. Oh, Gary, it's your first time, isn't it? Yes. In India. So, um, again, Americans have got this kind of... Uh, reputation i don't know whether it's right or not of not being travelers really i think uh something i read not long ago is that is that only 10 percent of americans when i say americans i mean north americans as well i don't mean sort of south america and latin america and so on uh, only 10 percent of, of of people in the u.s have passports so wow it's i yeah, know it's scary isn't it it's really quite scary so Maybe we could talk a little bit about kind of why travel is important for you and your impressions of India, really. Sure, sure. Um, travel's always been huge in my family. My, my parents immigrated um, from Belarus in the 70s, and ever since they moved to America, they've been traveling my entire life and bringing me along. And, and so I've always grown up knowing how important it is to see how other people live and experience other cultures and to kind of get out of your own box essentially um, and that's part of the reason why it is important to me is because it allows you to kind of shed all the labels that your um, your own life kind of places on you and to see if those are working for you still or if you are trying to cultivate new things into your life um, and travel I think is the best way to kind of show you who you are and um, who you want to be and um, how to really kind of nurture that, essentially. Um, and so what was the second part of the question? Impressions India, in India right. Yeah. Uh, I love India. India is so fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I was here, I was here for eight months. And um, again, this time, I hope to be here. We hope to be here for eight, eight months again, if everything works out according to plan. Um, it's, it's such a beautiful place, and I think it's... It is that way because there's so many extremes here. You get the the darkest of the dark and the most colorful of the colorful, you know. And so the two living and coexisting together really creates this just fantastic place where there's constant magic in the air if you allow it to happen. Um, and uh, a constant surprise around every corner and a constant like challenge to what you believe things should be. Um, or, you know, what is reality, what is authentic. Like, there's so many different ways of that here. Um, And so, yeah, just being able to come here and kind of get into that mind space where you're you're living in the magic and you're living in the possibility and then to eventually take that back to our life in the States where, like you said, only 10 people, 10% of people even have passports. So to be able to bring that back and kind of affect others in that way, especially through the work that we're doing, I think is a really, really wonderful thing. So, How about yeah. you, Gary? Um, so when I was 17, um, I left the continent for the first time. I think the uh, I'm originally from the East Coast of the U.S., and I think the furthest place I'd ever been was like Disney World out of Florida um, or Montreal in Canada. And my stepfather got moved out to Europe for um, for a job that he was doing and so we had to move to Italy and and not many Americans got get to do something like this um, 
so I felt right away that I was pretty pretty fortunate to be able to to, to kind of break away from the American mold, if you will. Um, I don't think my parents knew that when they took me on that trip that I would break away quite so much because I I ended up doing um, some extensive traveling in my life after that. Um, uh, Australia, I lived in. Um, so I lived in Italy for a year, Australia, New Zealand for a year. Um, just like taking these years off of my life and. <laughs> Um, now I'm in India, um, so I feel very fortunate, um, and also because I am a traveler, I highly value it, and I think that, I think that it's like, you know, people can pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education, and I think it's just, that I would, I almost like if I ever have a kid and he graduates high school, I want to kick him out and say go travel for a while because this is so much more worth it than the the formal education that you'll receive. Um, you just learn so much when you're traveling about other people and how the world actually works. Um, as far as India goes, um, uh, two weeks ago we met this this Lama who headed the trip that we were working on, this this mission trip that we were doing, and um, he said, you know, when you're in India, you're on karma time, and I just haven't been able to forget that yet because <laughs> it, you know it's a, it's it's like you got to be careful when you're here because you got to be careful what you're thinking you have to be careful what you're saying you have to be careful what your you, your stated intent is because it'll just present itself to you whether it's a in an easy way or a difficult way or uncomfortable way or like this sort of magical way um it's a very mystical place um it's almost it's a little more ethereal than than the united states which in a lot of westernized parts of the world um, where things are, I, I don't know, there's just, I would say it lacks magic or something, but, and, but maybe coming off this trip I'm feeling like, well, no, the whole world is magic. You can come here, it's sort of like a, a macrocosm for what's what's going on in your head, you know? So, and I don't know if that has something to do with the fact that the, the spirituality aspect of India is so ingrained in its people. Um, I think I'm thinking that's what it has to do with, um, and it's so established here. You know, everything about this country is spiritual, um, which again, in our country, we, we we lack, or maybe we talk about it, but it's not really in our. It's not really stitched into our our beings as much as it is here. So. It's a pretty crazy place, India. I love it so far. Um, I'm trying to just be open to the to whatever experiences come up before me, and, and definitely trying to have a really good attitude about everything that comes. Because if you don't, you can get thwacked. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yeah. It comes right, it just right in your face, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Just this leading on from here, which I think follows quite nicely, is, is well, Navit, you're a yoga teacher, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And I was uh, so just when I was kind of thinking, oh, they'll be here in a few minutes, and. Uh, and we'll do our interview. I was thinking, I seem to remember um, chiropractors having quite a bum rap, uh, having kind of a strange reputation a few years ago. I think it was down to an episode of The Simpsons or something. Is, that, <laughs> is this right? And uh, there was something in The Simpsons about chiropractors and insurance policies or something. So I don't want to kind of bring these associations back up, but um, um, I know in the UK, chiropracting had, uh, had the kind of reputation of kind of you go in, they click you as fast as possible and they throw you out the door kind of you know sort of you know, as you swipe your card on the way out sort of thing um and you're not like that in any way which is incredible and you know having been treated by you for sort of four or five six days you know there's a lot of kind of sort of parallels with kind of modern osteopathy uh, in in your practice particularly but at the same time 
neither of you are um, unaware of kind of sort of the, the, the life force in the body, the prana in the body, as you would say here, the pranic aspects of the body. And the way that we've worked together is you've basically been working to kind of increase the flow of prana through my body by sort of various manipulations and massage and so on and so on. And I do a daily asan practice. I know in the what we call the Western countries, it's, the, India has a joke about people doing yoga in the West. I don't know if people at home know this, but um, they, they just think that people have kind of taken the, the yoga postures and made exercises out of them, that it's not actually yoga. Uh, I'm not going to be the one saying that, even though I do think it. Um, and yoga is something much greater than that because it's, the, it's an integrative science. And the way that you're working is very sort of integrational. And I'm not going to think about my asan practice in the same way after working with you two. You've really changed how I'm going to do my yoga from now on, you know. And already, you know, Gary has me... Well, I, you know, I've got this stuck bit in my back and, uh, and it's been there for 30 years. And even though as a meditation teacher I say to people, you know, bring love to what hurts, bring love to what hurts. I wasn't bringing love to this part of myself. I was just wishing it would go away so that I could do my yoga. And then the other morning after talking to you, and you need to, something you need to know about Gary, he's a very metaphoric uh, and poetic chiropractor. Uh, and he waxes so lyrical as he's working on you just before he gives you a terrible snap in your back. This um, <laughs> is the... This <laughs> is the... Um, I found myself journaling and writing. I'm not going to feel guilty about my yoga practice anymore. I'm not going to feel guilty about when I do uh, triangle pose that I own, my arm only goes so far because my body's been through all this. I'm, and I'm just going to love myself, you know, and bring that love in there. And maybe that's where the healing is. So I'm trying to come up with a question now after this long <laughs> blather of mine. But... Um, yeah, how, I mean, where do you see this going for you? There's definitely, an inter for you particularly, I think, Navit, is this integration of yoga and, uh, and, and your practice. And I guess where you go, Gary has to go. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely an integration. Uh, so the way that I came to chiropractic originally um, was through a personal injury that I had myself that was really severe. And um, I actually feel like I was able to heal through chiropractic adjustments, obviously, um, but I was also doing a lot of yoga therapy at the time. Um, I was doing a teacher training and all of that, and so I was learning how to heal my body through yoga. And when I could see what the two could do together and how related they were, um, it kind of opened up my eyes to the possibilities of, of chiropractic work with yoga therapy um, to kind of connect the mind, body, and the spirit all together. Um, and so that's basically what we're planning on doing. I mean, we both practice a lot of yoga and have our own meditation practice. And it's a really important philosophy for our lives as much as chiropractic is in our lives. And so we plan to eventually, uh, when we open our practice, um, to have a somewhat of a yoga studio as part of the chiropractic practice where we'll hold yoga classes and meditation classes and philosophy talks um, but also to have a space where we can use the poses as a, a way to heal people and help heal people and to help people kind of get reconnected with their bodies and so it almost it's almost a way to um, kind of double the effect essentially because you're not just 
getting the chiropractic adjustment, but you're also able to go home and do some practice for yourself that's creating this flow through your body. Chiropractic is all based on, um, at least our, our type of chiropractic, is based on the philosophy of innate intelligence. And so we believe that every living thing has this innate intelligence, this life force inside that's governed by, you know, things outside of ourselves essentially but there's this biological intelligence um, that operates our bodies that's way smarter than any of us are right and so uh, what chiropractors do is essentially release interference to this intelligence and so once the interference is released then the intelligence can flow freely the prana essentially can flow freely and do the healing that it needs to do Um, we believe that the body knows best how to be its best version of itself and so through yoga and through chiropractic we help restore the flow of prana essentially through the body and then people can really start to evolve um, into you know, more open and loving versions of themselves, essentially. Um, it's, it's a really beautiful, wonderful thing to watch and to experience, you know. So, yeah. Fantastic. So just uh, coming to you, Gary, with this, um, I mean, I just want to come to your yoga chiropractic <laughs> meditation center, please, <laughs> and, and I'll lead some meditations. You can do the thing, and it'll just be a, a hell of a time, and we'll cook, and yeah, this is going to be wonderful. But just uh, how how working in this way how has that actually sort of affected you gary how has that changed you because you the 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 number one person to kind of uh sort of say what your practice you know how your work will go will be yourself through your own practice Mm -hmm. don't it so how do you feel your life has changed since you've you've moved to this way of of doing things Hmm. i think it's if, if anything it's and most importantly it's just brought more awareness into my life awareness about my own body um awareness about my own mind and my own spirit and then awareness about everything around me and who i touch and don't touch um i think it just connects us it connects us with the it connects the the physical to the to the non-physical um and i know that sounds kind of kooky but i think we're in an age where we need to get a little kooky it's time to get kooky a little bit um we're not living in like this like uh, cartesian coordinate system anymore we're not living in the newtonian physics we're in the quantum age now um i mean it's always been there but like the collective hasn't been there and and we're moving into this age and there's a thousand roads to get there to that understanding um uh for me that the the vehicles that help me to to move in that direction um and that understanding are my craft chiropractic and 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 certainly yoga i mean i've i i haven't had the same journey with yoga that navit has um but i've had a journey nonetheless um and and there's that that's a long a long journey to go still um um but i think whatever it is that you're doing whether it's chiropractic yoga whatever painting um uh, acupuncture whatever whatever kind of um healing art that you're pursuing it's important to pursue something um because why because (laughs) 
because it's time. The timing's right. We're in that age now, so call it Aquarius or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Wh- because I mean, my practice is very different as a as a kind of meditation teacher. But I'm forever going on about the greater intelligence of the body. And it kind of we're on the so much the same page here, even though the disciplines kind of might seem so different. Um, we. As a world, we've tr- we, the mind is a beautiful tool. It's the most astonishing tool. But when it's the master of the house, it's not very good at all because it gets into all sorts of complications. And we try to solve everything with the head. And we don't. It's, it's funny. I, I think we don't trust our bodies. Sometimes we won't come down. I see people kind of very much like heads on sticks a lot of the time. And the the real work is the shift from the from you know. The, the brain, the frontal, the, this narrow bit in the front of the brain where we kind of just cook everything up and we hold on to sort of objects of identity and then we try to reinforce those things. And unfortunately, because we've tied our identity to these objects that have basically been programmed into us by our educational systems, which may or may not be on our side, by our family values, which may or may not be on our side, and by the culture within those families and so on, and we, that's who we start to believe that we are. And then if anybody comes along to kind of challenge those, we don't meet people openly with, uh, we don't listen to understand. We listen to kind of react back and to reply, unfortunately, too much. And, um, and the only way we can actually meet each other is to kind of move down, I think, towards the heart, you know, or into the body. I don't think anybody's ever actually solved a problem by thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's inspiring, you know, to inspire the breath of God coming in mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's what the word inspire means. Kind of, and you know, you have to take a big breath when working with you before the, uh, the bones go. <laughs> and, uh, and, but it's in that kind of intake, you know, in that kind of move down to the body and the intake that the flash of insight can kind of come. Quite incredible. Uh, I'm going to wind up in a minute because I've had you going for half an hour or so, and um, which is incredible, just flies by. But um, I just want to make sure that people know where to find you, to kind of read about you, to kind of follow your adventures. So I know you have an Instagram feed, and I know you've been working on a blog, which hopefully by the time this goes out in about sort of three or four weeks' time, and I'm giving you a poke now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> will be launched. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is that you're trying to do through your your social media feed and through your through your blog and how we can find you yes um, so we <laughs> have <laughs> I would like to tell you about this so you can find us on Instagram our we have a collective name together um, it's called evolve love um, you spell it it's E V O L period V period L O V E so it's a it's a palindrome yeah i'll I'll put links to these i'll put links below everywhere that this goes okay great um and then our blog is Mm -hmm. evolveblog.com with no e though so it's e-v-o-l-v-b-l-o-g.com um and this is the start of what's going to hopefully be a lifetime long project Um, um we're hoping that this eventually turns into, um, you, you know, the, the the Instagram is really so you can follow our adventure in India and, you know, see some random awesome things that are happening in India as well as some of the chiropractic experiences that we're posting while we're here. Um, but 
uh, evolve love is meant to keep evolving into something greater and bigger and hopefully in the future we would like to turn this into a nonprofit um, where we can continue to deliver care to people um, at an, on a no-cost basis for some portion of the year or some some, some experience and who knows what it'll, what it'll turn into this is very organic and it's all in its beginning phases but um, uh, that's why we chose to call it that um, I think it's pretty pretty cool like the idea of you know, love evolving and, and, and sort of like the, the body, mind, and spirit evolving as a result of, mm. um, you know, chiropractic and, and, and yoga practices and, and, and eating good food practices. I think that's something we really want to incorporate into, into the whole theme and mix of things. So, um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Do you have anything to add, Navid? Um, I think that covers it, right? Yeah. Um, we, we haven't opened our practice yet, but we will once uh, we're done traveling here in India, and then that'll get going. Um, we're not exactly sure where yet, but we will let you know. <laughs> uh, where, where are you based in the U.S. now when you're there? Uh, we were in the Bay Area, but before we came to India, we kind of threw everything in storage and came here with the idea of leaving the Bay Area. Um, we will most likely end up in Colorado, somewhere on the Front Range, but we're not 100% sure. It kind of depends on what else we run into while we're here and how the missions kind of pan out um, while we're adjusting in India. Um, we really feel called to doing a lot of work here, so we hope to be able to make that a more permanent thing over the years. Um, but we're not exactly sure, like Gary said, how that's going to pan out. So, yeah. Well Navit and Gary, thank you so much. It's been really amazing talking to you. Thank you uh, for listening and thank you for tolerating the background noise in this particular recording. Uh, I hope you actually record. Uh, record. I hope you've enjoyed um, the kind of the flavors of India in the background. If uh, you want to know more about uh, Navit and Gary and Miriam's practices, then I'll post all the links down below. I'll make sure I get every bit of information off them. Uh, before I let them go and um, if you want to know more about Authentic Living please visit the website at www.authenticliving.life and if you'd like to offer your support and love in any way then you can do that through various means on the website until the next time this is John Sadiq and this is Authentic Living thank you so much for listening <laughs>